0: They're real. They're relatable. The Brandon and Amy show Saturday afternoons on the seagull. It's that lovely festive time of year where some people have to worry about what they're going to get for their kids. I mean, Santa's going to get for their kids and they are wondering how they're going to deal with their family members. Well, good news If
1: you are wondering how you're going to do these things and how you're going to cope with your family members, we've got a solution for you. So, Miller decided that they would make a Christmas tree stand that doubles as a beer keg.
0: Yeah, man.
1: So you can kind of drink and look at the pretty lights. (laughs)
0: <laughs> All at the same time. And, you know, if the lights go out, probably within three hours, you'll be seeing stars anyway. So it really don't matter.
1: They clearly were thinking about those people who have to have those family members over that you just kind of put up with once a year that, that you don't want to put up with. And they were trying to make a solution so you can just get drunk.
0: This, <laughs> this sounds like a new Christmas vacation movie yes, to me. It really does. It, it
1: really it, does. It really does.
0: It just reminds me of, I don't know why it reminds me of Christmas vacation, but for some reason it just makes me think of like, what if there was a more adult version where Clark Griswold was just like, no, not this year. We're using the keg stand.
1: Well, they had that really annoying cousin, uh, Eddie, I think his yeah, name was. Yeah, it was. And uh, he was a very annoying gentleman. And, he drank a lot anyway, but, but yeah, he, he was, he was kind of that relative that if you were going to put up with him, you pretty much had to be under the influence.
0: Well, the <laughs> one thing I will say about a keg stand under the tree is you better hope that that scene from Christmas vacation where the cat eats the lights doesn't happen. Cause
1: Oh, that would be a horrible.
0: <laughs> Let us know your thoughts. Brandon and Amy show.com. Amy has become quite popular these days for I guess an unexpected reason, not so much for me because I know how much she loves cooking shows and how much she loves reading recipes.
1: Yeah, but I don't understand it. I, I can post something about what's going on in our lives, you know, personally or whatever, you know, something deep and profound and so much as you get deep and profound in social media and nobody Nobody comments, nobody likes, nobody reacts, whatever. But I can post something about what we're making for dinner and, like, everybody has to comment, like, react, and everything. It's crazy.
0: We were the talk of the town this past week because of a recipe that you made that even seemed enticing to people who didn't even see the final creation but saw the ingredients that went into it.
1: Yeah, I made a really delicious uh, apple bourbon crock pot um, pork chops recipe in the crock pot. Um, and it, it was great. It was great. It was. It had um, apples and bourbon and pork and all kinds of seasonings in it. And it cooked for like three or four hours and uh, made the house smell all yummy and fall. And uh, it was it was great. Even my non-drinker friends seemed to not be bothered by the fact that there was a good half a cup or quarter of a cup of bourbon in the mix. Um, but yeah, everybody and their brother wants to know what we're having for dinner. It's it's hilarious.
0: So as the resident cook of the house, what would you recommend to people who are looking to make this recipe? Any advice, any specifics that you'd like to put out there?
1: Um, well, it was not my recipe. <laughs> so I got it and and adapted it from uh, crockpotladies.com. But really, all you actually really need is some bourbon uh, about four apples uh, that you've cut up really thin and um, about four to six pork chops and um, some seasonings. I think I put cinnamon and thyme and rosemary and some um, McCormick applewood rub, which everybody should have in their kitchen. Everybody, everybody. Yes. Listen to me. Like if you pay no more attention to anything we say, go get you some applewood rub. Um, And then, uh, I'm trying to think what else was in there. Oh, um, bourbon. And then of course, uh, brown sugar and, uh, about a quarter of a cup or so of bourbon. And you throw all that in the crock pot and let it cook on low probably for like, mm, yeah, I think I did it for about four hours just to keep it so that the, uh, pork chops don't get too dry. Make yourself some mashed potatoes. Or if you're lazy, go get the Bob Evans ones that are already made and you got dinner.
0: If you want to keep up with us and keep up with Amy's recipe obsessions, follow us on social media at Brandon Amy show on Facebook and Twitter. Hey, Amy, Hmm? what would you think if I started renting out my services for other women? (laughs) I'm about to get slapped. Ah, Ah.
1: I was trying to slap you hard enough to where maybe it would pick up on the mic, but then i realized that would have hurt yeah no i would not be happy about this
0: okay but i wasn't talking about the ones you're thinking of
1: i don't care you don't do those things for anybody else even if it's your dishwashing services it's not allowed
0: well apparently some people are starting to rent their husbands and wives out for particular services like household house cleaning services It seems a little weird to me. It seems like, why would you specifically rent out a, hey, I'm a housewife or husband for hire?
1: So people have done this with their wives. I saw an article recently where uh, a woman did rent out her husband to other women to do odd jobs. I think she charged like 40 or 50 bucks a pop. And uh, she had him booked for, I think, a couple months. Yeah, but but you know what, though, in that respect, there's a lot of guys and I'm sorry to call some of y'all out here, but some of you men do not always step up when you ought to. A lot of you do. And that's wonderful. And I'm fortunate that I have one that does. Yay! But also, even if you do step up, some of some guys aren't handy. I mean, they just aren't like, you know, Brandon is a fantastic cleaner. Yeah. And a fantastic dishwasher. But neither one of us are handy. If you if it involves picking up a tool and screwing anything in or whatever, like it is not going to get done unless we hire somebody to do it or bribe our friends with cookies or food. You know, so um, I can see how it would be handy to have somebody who is willing to do those odd jobs for you, um, you know, to to pay them because I'd pay for that.
0: Well, I can't screw things in, but I can screw things up.
1: Yes, you can.
0: <laughs> and all I got to say to all those ladies out there, pimp and easy. <laughs> I recently read a story and these are becoming more common. It seems uh, not this particular one, but a woman bought some airplane tickets for a seating row that didn't exist. What? Yeah it didn't exist. So when she got on the plane and I don't know, she was looking for her seats. It wasn't there because it didn't even exist in the first place.
1: Okay. My first thought is how, like, I understand that the computers occasionally have errors, but usually when you buy a plane ticket, you can kind of see the seats and the rows. And I always thought that those were supposed to match the ones in the plane.
0: Yeah. That's why it's so strange to me because you figure at least by now, I don't know. We've had, we've had the Wright brothers little airplane technology around for a little while, Yep, just just a a little little bit. Yeah. I know it's relatively new, (laughs) but I would figure that we'd have all this figured out by now.
1: Well, yeah. And you know, if your plane only has, for example, 30 rows, you shouldn't be allowed to sell a seat ticket for row 36. Yeah. You know, I mean, and then what do you do? So you, you know, you think about this, you've got all your your stuff, you know, you bust your butt, get into the airplane airport, you know, traffic, go through security, the whole, you know, drama that's involved in flying, right? And you get on your plane and you're walking, you're walking back, you're walking back, cause, you know, um, and you're looking at the rows and you go all the way back to the end of the plane and well, there's no row for you. Yeah. What do you do? Do we know what the airline did? Because that, and I would be a thousand different kinds of livid if that were me. Because yeah, know me, like I don't like the drama of airports and flying anyway. I would have been pissed.
0: Yeah. I would have been so angry. She bought the tickets. I mean, I I heard that. I think that she'd even got kicked off because they weren't there. But somebody is definitely going to get their tush chewed out.
1: I hope they do. And I hope they compensated her greatly more than just a $20 food court voucher and a hotel room stay. Because well, that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I
0: wonder if she had to catch her plane at gates nine and three quarters. (laughs) We're chatting about airplanes and weird airplane disasters, but even a little lighter than that. I was thinking about silly or cool things that might have happened on an airplane I don't fly a lot mm-hmm. but one thing that happened and this is perfect right so I had just gone through a breakup and I'm like enough of this I'm flying back to Pittsburgh I'm gonna just go hang out with my friends uh, I think there's even a Dirk's Bentley song called drunk on a plane and it reminds yeah, i think there is yes mm-hmm. there is it reminds me of this so I was on the flight that was actually heading into Pittsburgh on my second round because it was a, a layover and then a transfer and I was one of the only people on the plane with the stewardess uh, flight attendants. Oh, wow. And they said, hey, we have some extra beer. You want some and I'm like, sure, I'll, I'll pay for it. No, no, it's free. So I had two free beers on the airplane. It was fantastic.
1: You know, those kind of things I love. I I, call, I I love those kind of like traveling mercies or, or traveling blessings. Um, mine it was kind of a double blessing, I guess, and, and a weird thing at all at once. So I flew home. I was in college and I was flying um, to Charlotte from Orlando, which is not a very long flight and something that doesn't really happen hardly anymore now. Um, but did happen then because I guess the airlines were a little less greedy. Um, if your coach seat got overbooked and they had space, they would upgrade you to first class. So they upgraded me to first class. So not only did I get to sit in first class and have free food and eat on nice, like uh, nice cookware and silverware and flatware, you know, glasses, gla- you know. Mm, no
0: look at you. You're so fancy.
1: But, you know, any of you that have traveled first class know that booze is free and they will start serving you booze before you even fly away. So... Um, there was a gentleman, because <laughs> I got to the plane, I got to the plane towards the end. Um, you know, like, I, I was the, one of the last people to board. So this guy had been sitting there for a good 10, 15 minutes. And I think he was into about three or four doers and soda, which, first mm-hmm. of all, is nasty. But besides that, so he was pretty happy. <laughs> and he was all talkative. And I figured he was just going to be one of those happy drunks. So we're sitting there and I ordered myself a drink and, you know, I'm snacking. They had like a really yummy like snack plate and stuff. And halfway through our meal, which we both kind of had, all of a sudden he just falls over onto my shoulder.
0: Oh goodness. In
1: first class, I don't know if you've ever flown first. Have you ever flown first class? No. Okay. So the first class, the seats are bigger and you do have more leg room, but you're also very close. You're kind of like it reminded me of um sharing kind of a connected bench seat with the person next to you. Mm-hmm. Um and so he like literally leaned over on me and he fell asleep. And there was nowhere to move him because there was nobody beside us. So if I would pushed him over, he was going to like fall over into the aisle <laughs> and I'm like looking at the flight attendant. I'm like, what am I supposed to do? And he's like drooling on my shoulder and I kept trying to push him over and he kept falling back. And I'm just like, dude, this is awful.
0: What are your weird, <laughs> awful or kind of cool airplane stories? Let us know on social media at Brandon Amy show. We don't do a lot of celebrity or pop culture stories on the show, mm-hmm. uh, but when I do decide to bring one up, it's usually because there's an underlying message to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, last week, uh, Aaron Carter a famed musician related to of course, Nick Carter of the Backstreet Boys uh, died And it seems that it was due to drug addiction. And he's not the only one this year who did.
1: Yeah, we've lost so many people in that way.
0: Taylor Taylor Hawkins this year. That was a blow. Huge. Yeah, Yeah. I'm a huge Foo Fighters fan, and they were really hitting their stride more than they ever have before, Mm -hmm. and I think people assume that if you're a musician and you're rich, you should be happy and everything's great, but you know people are still humans. If there's one thing I've started to learn over the last few years is we put certain people on a pedestal, but they're still humans and they still have to live their life and they still have to live with themselves when they're not on stage and when they're not around adoring fans, they still have to live their life.
1: That, but they have to figure out how to live their life and be themselves and have privacy in the spotlight, which doesn't all go together. You know, I I feel like a lot of people, um, you know, they want to perform and they want to do their craft and they want to play music or act or whatever it is, right? Um, But they never quite figured out how to deal with the rest of it you know, how to deal with the people wanting to know, you know, like be up in your business and how to deal with um, just fans, you know, always wanting a piece of you and and, and record companies wanting a piece of you and management wanting a piece of you, because obviously you're making money for them. So they're going to push you even harder.
0: Yeah, it's still a job. I think Mm -hmm. people forget that. It's like, oh, they're just here to entertain us. It's like they're still doing this as a job and there's still obligations
1: behind the scenes. So much other stuff that goes with it.
0: But even in general, uh, just generally speaking about addiction, it's one of those things that we're starting to get a little bit more comfortable talking about, but we're not quite there yet with that or mental health issues that, Mm-mm. if you appear on the surface a certain way, that you have to uphold that facade.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think that we need to be better at paying attention to what people say and how people act and not being so quick to dismiss. So that person's just not talking to me. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You don't know what's going on in that person's life and maybe they need somebody to check on them. You know, it's, I think we dismiss a lot of things that we shouldn't these days.
0: Seriously, I mean this. I know the holiday season especially gets very trying for some people and we're always open to talking to people. We can't solve any of your problems for you, but we're definitely willing to message you back and forth Uh, Twitter or Facebook page at Brandon Amy show and hey, if you just need somebody to talk to there's been some Christmases uh, where I was alone and I didn't have anyone to talk to. So I I definitely if you're out there, you're listening to this and yeah, reach out, please when you tune in, if you are listening to our show on the seagull uh, next week, there will be Christmas music playing, which is fine because it's after Thanksgiving. And I feel like at that point it's like, all right, cool. Let's let it in.
1: Yeah, actually, it's going to start on Thanksgiving evening.
0: Yes. So uh, lots of great Christmas tunes for you through the holiday season. What's your favorite Christmas song? Is there one that you particularly love?
1: Well, first of all, I like anything that's commercial-free, which we're doing, obviously, here at the But also, um, gosh, I don't know. So I like a lot of the, you know, secular stuff that talks about snow and, you know, um, any kind of that kind of stuff. Like, I like White Christmas, and I like, um, gosh...
0: I like burl eyes. I, like I love burl all the burl, Ives burl Ives stuff.
1: doing uh, Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer, absolutely, and Holly Jolly Christmas. Um, but I also like, you know, stuff like um, Away in a Manger and um, Ho oh Holy Night and and songs like that, too. So, how about you?
0: Uh, I love all that stuff. I really love the traditional stuff. There's usually a couple times before it comes that I do like. Uh, some of the rockier christmas stuff like uh, yeah. tom patty christmas times here again <laughs> and there's a couple novelty christmas songs that i really enjoy bob rivers definitely a oh, classic yeah yes <laughs>
1: something stuck up in the chimney and oh um, yeah
0: so many good so ones so
1: many good stuff yes
0: yeah so yeah christmas music coming up christmas food. We haven't necessarily decided what we're going to do yet. We're just trying to get past, Thanksgiving, to get past first.
1: Thanksgiving first.
0: We <laughs> yeah, we do have some things planned. We're, we're still trying to figure it out. We will maybe go f- to a tree lighting, maybe go caroling. Let us know what you're doing at Brandon Amy show on social media. Last week quite bluntly for us was the week from hell. Yep. Uh, the showers kind of was leaking everywhere the laundry machines were broken we were wondering how we were going to pay the bills for next month and it seems that within a week uh, most of that has pretty much turned around i'm just excited that i'm actually able to buy you a gift for this year
1: you know it's amazing when you find out that you had money that you didn't know you had <laughs> yes um which we are experiencing right now and so definitely a blessing and um the shower, thanks to um, our maintenance supervisor, was yeah. fixed. So, our bathroom no longer floods when we go to take a shower or a bath. Which There's
0: nothing better than a nice warm shower or bath without leaking afterwards. Well,
1: because you step out in that really cold puddle. Like, it's mm-hmm. awful. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we get to, we, we've got working laundry machines now, too. Um, Unfortunately, we had some ne'er-do-wells that uh, decided that they wanted to try to break into a commercial laundry machine. Why you do that, I don't know.
0: But yeah, I don't really know what's accomplished. E- I,
1: I don't know, but hey, whatever. They're fixed. They're working. We have clean clothes. You know, so all the standard things are met.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I really try to be grateful for that. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I never like to invalidate someone's experience Mm-mm. by saying somebody has it worse. But just knowing friends of ours that are still in recovery or remission from cancers, uh, makes me grateful that I can be here to support them, that we can keep a positive attitude, that we can kind of just take things step by step and be able to uh, be that support that they need uh, because it seems like that we are going to have to be the ones to step up this year to kind of help other people uh, make their Christmas better because yeah. we've needed that in the past and now I think that it's our turn.
1: Yeah, we're looking forward to trying to find ways out here that we can give back to our local community at Christmas time and beyond. And if you're doing something special, let us know.
0: Yes. Keep up with us at Brandon and Amy